We should do a previously on Jurassic Pod. <laughs> You're listening to part two of our rankings episode. We had so many good rankings that we couldn't fit into one episode. All right, let's get into it, Mike. This is like uh, when you have to open a couple presents on Christmas Eve um, because there's too many presents. You can't get everything open before the grandparents come over on Christmas morning. I, I never experienced that. Let's play, let's play our theme song. Welcome to Jurassic Pod, a podcast 65 million years in the making in the fourth most popular Jurassic Park podcast on the internet. It's part two of our rankings episode, so let's get into it, Michael. Where did we last leave off? I'm looking at my, like, I have my notes and my script, and my notes are on a yellow legal pad, and it looks like a, a five-year-old scribbled on it. Uh, let me... I, I think... I can't remember exactly, but was like the last one that we did. Was oh, that like the hero, hero dinosaur? dinosaur. Yeah. Yes, I'm looking at it now. Okay. So. Special dinosaurs. Special dinosaurs. All right. So if you actually haven't listened to part one, uh, just stop it now and go back to part one. Yeah. Because we're, we're not we're not waiting for anybody. No. Well, we'll, no. Wait, we, we'll technically wait for you because you have control over us, whether you're listening right. or not. Right. But we're not going to wait today. Our first category is one that Michael doesn't really care about. It nope. is the score. It is the cinematic scores of each Jurassic Park film. Why don't you care about the scores? Um, I know that like our, our friend of the podcast, Jim Hargrove, did the draft podcast. He, he loves movie scores. I've just never really gotten into them very much. Um, Maybe I need to like... We call Jim in just for this. <laughs> just for this section. Maybe we should... I'll... I'm going to text him right now just to see if what his favorite score is. And then maybe at the end of this episode, he'll go back to us. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. Just vamp for a second. Well, I... <laughs> <laughs> insert Seinfeld transition. music. Oh man. I'm so excited. Seinfeld is on Netflix now. And it's so good. Uh, it's just nice to have something when you're like, I just fold need to be laundry. happy or fully in laundry or I don't, I went on a plane ride, plane ride. Wow. Wow. I'm going <laughs> to just turn it into my dad. What year did you <laughs> yeah. go on this plane on a ride? plane adventure? <laughs> and I downloaded, I think four or five Seinfeld episodes and just, it was a perfect plane ride uh, entertainment. <laughs> I, I have to type this up. I'm trying to talk while I'm typing it out. So you're really going to have you, to, what do you just dictate? I am typing Jim. Can you rank your favorite Jurassic? Jurassic. Oh, two S's. Yeah, it's tough. You got to remember that Jurassic Park scores. We're recording now, FYI. Yeah. Yeah. So chop, chop, Jim. And Jim, if you're listening to this after the fact, uh, just know um, we're, we're, we're not waiting for you. We're not waiting for you. I just felt like it would be. I think that we just felt like your opinion would be valuable. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, crap. Who started the last one? Do you remember? Um, I think 
you started the last one. Okay. So you start um, at number five. Okay. Number five is in the worst scores. Um, I'm going to just say Fallen Kingdom. Fallen Kingdom. Uh, that is Mike's. I'm, number five for me is Jurassic World. Oh, okay. All right. What's your number four? My number four is Jurassic Park 3. My number four is Jurassic Park 3. We're talking JP3. All right. So, so cinematic what do you got score. on this one? Uh, I actually re-listened to this recently. It It's good. Uh, again, it, it suffers kind of from a post-Spielberg uh, era. I'm pulling it up right now a little bit so we get a little taste. Um, it's done by Don Davis. I don't know what Don Davis has done very, other than, the, than Jurassic Park 3, but it's basically like a cover band of John Williams. Mm-hmm. So it, it's not anything it's the, new. It's the Leeds Symphony Orchestra. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> so, again, not, not that it's bad. Again, on this rankings one, I think we have – it's all good. Like, it – we have every single one of these categories, every single, uh, but this one specifically, all the scores are great for me. They're scores that I'll, I'll play all the time while I'm working. They're just solid. So you movie score when you're working. Yeah, because I have, I have to like, I can't have like lyrical music. Yeah, I'm the same way, but it's not movie scores. We don't have to get into it, but it's, <laughs> it's not movie scores. It's just like public radio. No. <laughs> Is it just like it's classical? No, <laughs> it's classical cinema radio. No, it's uh, it's Phil like Philharmonic, um, New York Philharmonic. No, it's it's not. It, Tonight's concert. It's like uh, the New York Philharmonic. Lo-fi beats. Oh, I, I that's why I do as well. Okay, that's why I do as well. Uh, you could say, you know, Jurassic Park is kind of lo-fi, but again, there's nothing bad to say about it. It's just not. It doesn't stand out out of all the all the scores. Yeah. All right, uh, your number three. Uh, my number three would be uh, Jurassic Park 2, The Lost World. Okay. My number three is Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. So we're talking Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom on a number four slot. I'm going to try to pull up uh, my... The reason why this one's high for me... Um. Let me see if I'll pull it up for you Keep guys. all that in. Keep vaping. <laughs> vaping or vamping? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mike has just got a huge vape pen. <laughs> this just, whole place is filled with water just, vapor. It's just smoking. Uh, my favorite part of this, this score in the film is the Indoraptor theme. The Indoraptor, specifically the... Uh, the horror aspect of this film and this part of the film the part of the film where what I'm talking about is the Indoraptor stalking in the house the CGI house and the music underneath that the kind of horror element I just love uh, yeah. more than any other one so this is this is this is good it's very good and that's why I had it I had it at number 3 for me yeah. why that's I really why I had it at number 5 for, for me we're really bringing in our expert. We'll get Jim on the line here soon, hopefully. <laughs> Otherwise. Uh, okay, so we have done number three. So what is your number two? Uh, Jurassic World. Jurassic um, World. So we're talking Jurassic World. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know why. Um, actually, so gosh, I wish I would have made it last. I think that they changed the uh, like John Williams came in and did this, but um, I don't believe so. No, okay. no. Nope. What do I know? I'm just a doctor. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I. Yeah, I have nothing to offer. You're not offering much. <laughs> it's Michael Giancho or Giannacho. Um, this is great. Again, this is a great score. I love this one, uh, but I don't love it as much as any of the others. Again, this this is similar to Jurassic Park three. This is kind of another ode to Williams. It's I would very say nostalgic. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's nothing super special for me and. That's why I had it. I have it actually the lowest out of all of these. But again, it's still a win. Okay, number two for me was is Dra- the Jurassic Park score. You're kidding me. I'm not kidding you. So then you go next. I'm so disappointed because <laughs> number one for me is. I feel like this is the only one that really is a true number one. It's not going to be based off of what we've done. I know, but I need I need explanations. I will give you explanations because the Lost World is number one for me, and on our list, it is number one. Now, here here is my defense. We have to talk about Jurassic Park okay. one first, right? One of the greatest it's, scores in all of cinema. Yeah, it right. So so what you're telling me is that one of the greatest scores in all of cinema. This is the Lost World, isn't it? Exactly. Here's, here's my whole thesis, and this is based on our experience on Jurassic Pod. After watching Jurassic Park and then watching The Lost World back-to-back, specifically with this score, and I talked to Brad about it a little bit, this score is so good because it's coming off of Jurassic Park. Because the Jurassic Park score was one of the best of all time. Lost World was just as good and brought a new element to it and new themes it's it's the empire strikes backs of the Jurassic park scores and arguably a lot of people like empire strikes back as a score in a film more than a new hope slash just star yeah i'm not gonna so that that's my so that's my I guess that's my reasoning. Now, it's a little bit cheeky for me to do that because I'm predicating it being number one based off of no, yeah. the first movie's success of that score. So, I know it doesn't make sense to a lot of people, but that's just how I feel. All right. I mean, we all have feelings. <laughs> Not a lot to say here. <laughs> Pretty quiet here. Uh, is there the another Jurassic category Park, that we're uh, <laughs> Wow. Uh, this is, the, this is uh, it's a little quiet. A little quiet. Uh, okay, let's move on since we're not getting much from Mike on the scores. But he's really going to come through on our next category, which is raptor appearances. Oh, yeah. If you listen to the first one, because there's so many dinosaurs and we didn't decided not to rank all of them, we're ranking kind of the more iconic dinosaurs and how they appear in the films yeah. and, and what appearances that we love the most. All right, so I'm going to go f- first now. Yes. Number five for me is Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. What's your number five? Mine is also Fallen Kingdom. I think I have a two-word review for me on why this is number five. And it's two words. 
Raptor Tears. Yeah, it's uh it it, it really is an abomination. It's the it's really hard because I think that might be my least favorite moment in the entire franchise. And in the same move, movie, they have one of my favorite moments of the franchise with the Indoraptor. Yeah. So I guess you could argue that, well, Luke, the Indoraptor is a raptor. Well, no. in our categories of rankings, it's not. It's not. So, but it's pretty obvious that that one, the the raptors are not... Uh, not the focus. Yeah. Well, blue is the focus, but it's too much. And then just this, like, uh, the raptor tear is bad too, but also the scene towards the end where um, Owen is trying to uh, get blue to come with him. Uh, <laughs> did I just remind you of this? Yes, I totally forgot. <laughs> the Lassie moment yeah. at the end of Falling Yeah, Kingdom. it's the Lassie moment. Don't leave me. Don't leave me, blue. I love you. Very, very intimate. That's why Blue Blue and Owen have better chemistry than Claire and Owen. It's yeah, best. that's yeah, it's there's best. no doubting that. Okay. My number four is Jurassic Park three. My number four is also Jurassic Park three. This is a tough one, but I think again, similar to the scores, after five, I think four to one are all really good. I think Jurassic Park three has another infamous moment with <laughs> Alan. Alan. <laughs> so we have to, I have to have that in there. Yeah. I like all the other parts of the Raptors. I like how they steal. Well, I don't like that they steal the ra- Raptor eggs, but I like the, the plot device of stealing the Raptor eggs. Yeah. How they're confronted at the end. The 3D model of the, the Raptor larynx. All that is great, but they're also not as, they're important, but not as important. And I think we'll, we've kind of talked about Jurassic Park 3, if you want to re-listen to that episode, but that's that's why they're at that number four slot for me. Yep, agreed. All right, number three for me is Jurassic World. Number three for me is Jurassic World. Wow, wow! This might, we're on the way to a golden this, this category. Could be huge. This could be huge. This might be our first one. Obviously, uh, an incredible scene with Owen Grady on the motorcycle mm, with the Raptors. Running, yeah, running with the Raptors. Like, like I've said before on the show. Such an iconic scene that they reference reference it in Fallen <laughs> Kingdom about how good that scene it is. It's yeah. a meta commentary. They're like, yes, that was the moment of the movie. It was in all the marketing materials. It's on the cover of the Blu-ray. Yes, it's a, it's an incredible scene. One of the best of the franchise. Yeah, it's a good scene. I think. I think also too. There's. Um, it gets it gets beaten to death, like in a really really terrible way in Fallen Kingdom. But I do think that. This idea of breeding an intelligent uh, raptor species, um, and I think that that's actually interesting. Yeah, and I think yeah, that, I think so too. And yeah. So, so this idea that like uh, they're trying to train these animals, I think that that is a logical conclusion to draw on like what they would be trying to do. It's not a it's it's not a reach to say that these researchers wouldn't be trying to do that. And so I, I think that how they get the Raptors in the movie is I think really well thought out. And really, I think really so too. Well I think that's the bright spot of the reboot films is that logical progression of trying to mm-hmm. do what humans do is take creatures and try to weaponize them or try to domesticate them in, in some way, try to domesticate them. <laughs> yeah, in, in some way. Okay. Number two for me Jurassic Park. No. Uh, mine I is do this the Lost World. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I, this time you win, you win this okay. battle though. Cause yes. then cause I, then I say one. lost world yep. and then you say Jurassic park. Yes. Again, I'm, I'm redoing these rankings and doing this whole podcast has made me appreciate lost world in a whole different way than I ever did before. Like I, I really love the lost world. The Raptors in the Lost World do not play a huge part in the plot. Besides that, that final sequence of them getting off the island, and it's one of the best sequences in Jurassic Park. It's, yeah, starting really with "Don't go in the long grass" and ending with uh, the gymnastics, uh, that whole that the old site running around and all that fun stuff. Now it's different because the Raptors come in pretty late in the film. Yeah. And that's I, but I like it because you know it's coming, or you you hope it's coming. You're like, where are the raptors? Like, we've been we're an hour and a half into this movie, and there's no raptors, uh, and then the long grass uh, happens. So I, I love it, but again, it's a one two punch because number one, Jurassic Park, Clever Girl. I mean, it's it's why these films are successful. Right, is, is the raptors? Yeah, and I I also really like how the uh, Lost World didn't rely on the Raptors. Um, they really tried to, and, and they even like set like Crichton wrote the book, and they and Spielberg and Crichton worked together uh, with on the screenplay to determine, hey, we're gonna actually set this up where the Raptors are gonna come in later, and we're gonna have these people go to the island because they know what a danger the Raptors are. They're going to avoid yeah. the Raptors altogether intentionally. And so I actually I thought that was really clever of them, but. Um, the reason why Jurassic Park is number one for me is I think actually one of the, I think the best Raptor scene in the entire franchise is in the kitchen with the, with yeah, Tim and right. Lex. You're right. And, um, and that, that to me, that's, uh, not alone enough to get them over the hump, but I also just think that how the Raptors show up throughout that movie and are constantly just, uh, I mean, they become the lead character. Yeah, they and, do. And I think that I think that Jurassic Park deserves the credit to be ranked number one because they pioneered the Raptors. So yeah, if we're looking at the T Rex appearance, we had Jurassic World as number one, Jurassic Park as as number two. I, now I did my list knowing that you probably would have picked Jurassic Park as number one, so I was kind of doing it to be different, but. I don't disagree with you on it. I'm not going to fight you on it. Uh, I, I totally agree. Uh, what? What is that? Oh, Mike, this just in. Hot news report from Uh-oh. Jim Hargrove. I'm getting word that he has texted updates uh, about our scores. Uh, here we go. This is from Jim Hargrove. If you haven't uh, heard Jim before, he can be heard on our rankings episode. Fan of the show, expert of the show, and winner of the rankings uh, or of the of the draft episode hmm not specifically the main theme from Jurassic Park is obviously a classic but I can't exactly remember specific differences between the movies that would allow me to rank them well I will add this the score from Jurassic Park and the Lost World directly contribute to the movie experience all others seem to be more filler and did not evoke emotion or memories like the main theme hmm I think that's a beautiful summation. I do. I of, think that that's of the good. scores and is reflective of our rankings as well. 
Thank you, Jim. Yeah, thanks for your prompt response. That was good. That was good. It helps that we're recording this over lunch on a Friday. So (laughs) we're beginning to uh, get the classic Friday afternoon. Uh, Let me just say most people aren't very efficient in their work Friday afternoons. In my experience, but I mean, I don't want to speak for everybody. I mean, we're being pretty efficient right now. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. Because we're on to uh, a short rankings, but important rankings is the director. Oh. Wow. Uh, since uh, it's your turn to start us, yes. Michael. So go ahead and start us with director. Okay. I have to think about this for a second because when I ranked these, I couldn't remember... Who did the third movie? Um, Do you want I'm me going, to tell you? or you? Yeah, who did the Okay, Joe Johnston did the okay. third movie. Okay, I would like to make J.A. Bayona yes. my number five. Is it five? There's four. Four. My four. fourth. He is my fourth as well. He did Fallen Kingdom. Again, not a... I'm not going to say he did... A, if, you, if you direct a big budget blockbuster film that makes a lot of money... Yep. You're a good director. Yep. I mean, plain and simple. It doesn't matter. You don't get that project. Yeah. You, you're you because you are basically in charge of a, a corporation. You're like a CEO yep. of 300 employees. So I, 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 won't, I don't want to like, I don't want to be negative about any of these directors or, or directors in general because it's a tough job. But I think because Fallen Kingdom is down there on the best critically re- received films and because it was, it's a sequel. It's not. It doesn't stand out to me. And knowing that Dominion's going back to Colin Trevorrow, yeah, kind of shows me that they weren't necessarily very Star Warsy of them. Very Star Warsy of them. It, they weren't like thrilled with the idea of it. Any other thoughts on him? No, uh, J. A. Donde. J. A. Donde. Oh man, where is J. A. Donde? I don't know. Days? He's he's. Keep him quiet. Hopefully he didn't get in trouble for something. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. I, no, I think uh, J.A., I think you summed it up. I don't have much to add other than I do think that he suffers in his ranking uh, because his film was the worst. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, yeah, definitely. Now, I, I don't think it's... Well, we'll still find out in our rankings. Is it the worst? Uh, spoiler alert. I'm <laughs> ranking it the last one. So... Uh, it was, okay. Um, okay. All right. So, uh, do you have a number three? I do. My number three is Colin Trevorrow. Wow. Mine as well. Really? We but this might be this it. might be this it. Might be this it. might it's be the smallest it. category of rankings. Again, not an easy task to reboot a franchise. Not an easy task to reboot a Steven Spielberg franchise. I'm. I. The more I think about what he had to do, I give him more credit. Thinking about, it's not as big, but similar type of tasks that JJ Abrams had to do with Star Wars the Force Awakens. Not easy, but again, I after rewatching all these films, the Jurassic World, there's a lot left to be said for me in in that film. But yeah. great great film, but again, yeah. he's not going to beat the next two. I do think that um yeah, he to kind of what you said with JA like if you get this movie, especially getting Jurassic World, you're already an accomplished director. And yeah. so nothing, not to take anything away from him, but I do think that there were um, filmmaking faux pas in the in Jurassic World that kind of are not necessarily unforgivable, but are, are kind of like, you can't, you can't do that with this franchise. Like there's too much money on the line. 
Yeah. Um, anyway. I, th- I think the biggest thing is that some of the characters just were not developed. I think Claire and Owen, specifically the kids, just a lot of the human characters were not developed well, and I think they relied too much on nostalgia for Jurassic World. Yeah, they certainly did. And I, I can't throw all of those issues at him because he... He's not solely responsible for screenwriting. He's not solely responsible for casting. He's not solely responsible for producing the movie. But um, he's the boss. He is the boss. He's the boss. So I, I have to. You have to give him some sort of responsibility. Insert James Brown, the boss. Yeah. All right. Uh, who is your number two? Uh, my number two is Steve. No, uh, <laughs> Joe Johnston. Yes, mine as well. The reason why he's at number two, uh, again, I talked about in part one. Stuck on Sorna has made me appreciate Joe Johnston and what he was dealing with leading up to Jurassic Park 3 to pull off that movie. Mm. Again, I can't say it enough. Please listen to that podcast. Understanding the lead up to Jurassic Park 3 and how they were basically forced on a studio timeline that was unrealistic. Steven Spielberg was not that involved in the project at really that at all. And what Joe Johnston had to do is pretty impressive. Yeah, and obviously Joe Johnson goes on and um, he's uh, he directed in Mar- the Marvel yeah, franchise. Yeah, Captain too, America. Right? Yeah, so yeah. I mean, he's an accomplished director, has had work after Jurassic Park 3 that has been far more successful than Jurassic Park 3, yeah. quite yeah. frankly. Yeah. And um, I do think that he's he was a good director when he got the project, good director afterwards. I, I think that, yeah, he did... Honestly, watching Jurassic Park 3 again, I was... I was really impressed. Same. It, it was Same. a really short movie, tight. We talked about how tight the movie was. Enjoyably tight. But you know what? Uh, credit to him for that because it's really easy to take a movie like that and um, just not close any loophole, not close any plot lines, not just leave a bunch of things hanging out there. Yeah, they and they did a good job. I think coming at, after two great films directed by Steven Spielberg to try to live up to that is so hard. And they took some risk too. I mean, I think... That the, the Spinosaurus killing off the T-Rex that early, you know, they did they, they, uh, the Alan moment. I mean, they definitely took some risks, but it's a really fun movie to watch again. And, and in this day and age of a lot of bloated plot written blockbusters and comic book movies, it, even in like the Jurassic world movies, it's really refreshing to get a Jurassic park story. Like it, it reminds me of when we were doing the draft when you you labeled yours like a Jurassic Park story, not yeah. Jurassic Park Seven. Yeah, because that Jurassic Park Three almost feels like that. Like it's a Jurassic Park story. Like it could be almost a TV movie. Yeah, yeah I mean, that, and a lot of people that's how they experience it. Yeah, the they wouldn't TV. even have to edit it down for no, length. They wouldn't at all. Okay, number one. Uh, number one for me is Steven Spielberg. Yep. Um, I think that you could make a big argument about this but i think that he is the preeminent director of our generation of the 80s 90s and aughts and um i think that his i think you can make it you can also make an argument of which is his seminal work because he has so many of these like what is his magnum opus really and i wouldn't argue that it's jurassic park but if i had to say these are the five movies that define Steven Spielberg as a director and his success, Jurassic Park would have to be on the list. It has to be. It has to be. And I talked about it in our first couple episodes of the show. I will stand by this, that I think this is the peak of Steven Spielberg at his powers. 
also because in the same year he made Schindler's List. But the the first film is everything leading up to to that point in his career, and then everything after. It, and this is kind of the pinnacle of it taking all of his skills to create something that had never been done before to bring creatures like dinosaurs on the big screen and do them in a engaging, exciting way. Well, it changed cinema, it changed culture, and it will forever be remembered. So he is number four on my list. (laughs) All right. I forgot to rank him. Let's move to a big one, the human villain. The human villain. Now, we have a lot of human villains on here, so I will quickly read them off. Dieter Stark, Dennis Nedry, Dr. Henry Wu, Donald Gennario, Dodgson, John Hammond, Peter Ludlow, Eli Mills, Benjamin Lockwood, and Mr. Eversole. <sighs> okay. You forgot Dieter Stark. I said that at the start. That was the oh, first. Dieter you Stark. said that at the Stark? Okay. Stark. I said at the Stark. Uh, do you think Dieter Stark is related to Tony Stark? Um, yeah, because they're both egotistical and, yeah. yeah. There's, there's basically a encapsulation of my thoughts on Iron Man as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're both egotistical. All right. It is my turn to start. Number 10. And again, we're ranking this not on their evilness. We're right. ranking this on like our enjoyment and yeah. what we think is the best yeah. villain. So that doesn't necessarily mean we're going to have a lot of differences on this. One, I think I so, too. This is going to be another tough one. Okay. Starting at number, we have 10. 10, right? Yep. 10. Starting at number 10 uh, for me is Benjamin Lockwood. Okay. Mine is Eversol. Okay. We have Eversol and uh, Benjamin Lockwood. Uh, my number nine is uh, Eli Mills. Mine is Dodgson. Oh, boy. Okay. Mine is uh, for number eight is uh, Mr. Eversol. All right. Dieter Eversol. Or Gunner Eversol, not Dieter. Yeah. I kind of just feel like this guy is a, um, uh, he, he's really just kind of a, a background character to me. Uh, I don't really see him as he's just, he's just running an auction. Yeah. Way wasted talent. In yes. my opinion, that actor is so good. And I like the idea of that character. I would have cut the reason why I had him at eight is because I would have rather had him than Benjamin Lockwood. Hmm. Now I know the Lockwood thing is important because of Maisie, and I do like Maisie, but I really, the Lockwood and um, uh, Eli Mills, Millis, yeah. the, those guys for, for me are not important. Uh, the, they're act, the actors don't really fit the, the characters very well for me. Um, I think the Eversole character is really underutilized. Yeah. So that's why I have not at number 10, because um, I thought he could have done more. Who's your number seven? My number seven is Dieter Stark. Okay. Have we talked about Dieter yet? I said, Who's your number seven? But you said number eight was who? Mr. Mr. Eversol. I didn't say who my eight was. Oh, you did. Mine is Dieter Stark. Okay. Okay. Now, now your we seven okay, is so Stark. Dieter Stark. Stark, uh, very much a one note character. Yeah. Kind of evil character. I kind of forgot about him. Kata. Kata. I mean, it's he has a good line, but it, it's classic. Same way, don't like pick up a dinosaur's egg. Don't pick up the valuables of the dinosaur that you mentioned in part one of this episode. Don't piss off a small dinosaur. Don't yeah. Don't, don't mess do with them. Yeah. Specifically a compie. Yeah. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't don't mess with one compie because 
let me tell you something. Compies, there's a lot of them. Oh, and yeah. they talk. Yeah, they, they're talkers. They're pack. They're, they're pack, pack mentality. <laughs> so you mess with the copy, you get the herd. Yeah. Uh, so Dieter Stark. <laughs> um, again, worth it because you get the moment, that really dramatic moment. I remember of, that scene. Of, uh, like, yeah. of his kill, but it it's a very much, uh, it reminds me of a slasher kill where you set up a character to just be one note evil. Yes. And then just so you, you're okay with them. And just having, find a way to get him alone. It, yeah. And then you're, you give them a horrific death and you're like, well, I kind of needed him to die, which is kind of like, I don't know if movies should be like encouraging us to be okay with people dying, but that's a, for another podcast. Uh, so my number seven is uh, Gennaro. Okay. Uh, so you're on to six. Uh, did I say, yeah. Cause I said deer. Yep. Okay. Uh, my number six is Dodgson. So Dodgson's number eight. Um, again, very small role. I probably shouldn't have had him on this list. Now, he will be very, very prevalent in Dominion, we're assuming. Are but, we? Why? I mean, I mean, because of Biosyn. But, like, big deal. I don't know anything about Dominion. Have they announced that Biosyn's going to play a big role? Yes. Okay. Yes, maybe we need to do everything we know about dominion so biosyn there was a set photo with uh, a vehicle with the biosyn logo all right i'm gonna have to be uh rereading the books again yes yes you are especially for our book episode okay so again very small character i like him a lot i like the idea that there's another company i wish they would have done more with it yeah plus you just get the (laughs) the great dennis nedry dodson dodson this is dodson i mean that's that's a strong start i agree my number six is Lockwood. Lockwood. We're talking Lockwood. I really do not like Lockwood. Everything about Lockwood, the plot of Lockwood, just does not make sense. Basically, you're yeah. retconning the origins of John Hammond. Yeah, I know. I, I have him too high on this list, but yeah, I you're right. I, it really frustrated me how they used him how they introduced him how like what kind of background they gave him it was very frustrating i don't like it uh i don't like it one bit and uh but if it get, gave us Maisie, i guess it's a means to an end yeah I guess it's a so. means to yeah. an end okay number five so my number five is uh gennaro gennaro so okay we're, so talking gennaro. we're talking gennaro i just think he's a gumpy lawyer which I love, and I, that's why I have him number five on my list. So he's he's middle of the road, but I mean, it, I enjoyed I, him, but yeah, he's not going to start a franchise of no. of antihero. I mean, maybe <laughs> maybe we get a Dodgson uh, antihero lawyer show, like the, a Better Call Saul for yeah. He was a public defender before yeah. he started working in yeah. corporate law. He's that's a, why he's so clueless. Yeah, we're getting a Better Call Saul uh, Donald Gennaro uh, prequel uh, again. Love the love the character, uh, but not someone that's going to strike fear into the audience. Yeah. Okay, you're number four. Uh, have I said my five yet? You uh, said who was your five? Gennaro. Gennaro. All right, my number five is Mills. Have we said Mills yet? Oh, we have not. How have we not said? Why do you like Mills that much? Why do you like Mills that much? I don't. Mills is number nine for me. I don't remember you mentioning him, but anyway, um, I don't know why I like Mills. I think because I like the idea, the outside of Lockwood. Forget Lockwood for a second. I can't. Okay. I'll Forget try. Lockwood for a second. I do understand the, um, the this like kind of double agent that he's playing. Yeah. Where he's he he was chosen by Lockwood to run this estate, or not by Lockwood, but by 
Yeah. Was it Lockwood yeah. or somebody else? Okay. Yeah, Lockwood. To run this him. estate, yeah. run this foundation, this trust or whatever. And he sees like uh he he kind of feels like oh i have a way to increase the endowment or to you know so i I don't know i just kind of i don't hate him as much as maybe i ought yeah i guess now that you bring it up the mechanics of his character and the motivation is is good because i think i just wish they would have done that in a in-gen more than in-gen corporate way because i think that like the motivation of like and they were building that in jurassic world of like with with uh, the hunter character of like Ingen's wants yes. to use these yeah. as weapons and sell them Vic on the yeah, on Vic. Like he's I like that. That was that was a plot device that I thought they could have run with. They were kind of doing it in Fallen Kingdom, but it it was associated with Blackwood. So for me it, it just yeah. it didn't no, fit. I'm 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 there. But I see why you, you he has more of a, a motivation and more of a villain motivation than Dodge yeah. or, or or Dieter Stark. So number four for you. Number four is Dennis Nedry. Dennis Nedry. I have John Hammond. John Hammond. And, no, you had to go first. It, you, no, this or, is your category. Oh, okay. Um, all right. Then number three is Peter Ludlow. I also have Peter Ludlow. And number three, so we're talking Peter. I love, I love Peter I Ludlow. I love him too. I, and I've enjoyed him more and fallen in love with him more after this podcast. Yes. Like I, He's such a good follow-up to john hammond he is yes i agree i don't it's hard to remember exactly everything that he said everything that he did but i just i i think that's why i had him high is i don't remember all the mechanics of his character or things that he you know what his lines were necessarily however i remember i hated him yeah he's just evil and he has that great uh, conference call yes uh, that's right that's the right zoom the zoom call yeah very ahead of its time to yes. have that zoom call uh, in in the San Diego Chargers, he he's just great. I also really love his character, and one of the reasons why I love the Lost World is you have this good guy versus bad guy. They're put together, they're smashed together, and then they have to survive together. Mm-hmm. And there's kind of like they they kind of work together to get off the island, but then they can't help themselves by taking the T Rex. Mm-hmm. And and right. I really enjoy that whole plot device, and it makes sense that. If you were taking over InGen, there's that great deleted scene of the boardroom in InGen and how he's kind of basically kicking John Hammond out. Right. Um, I love it. All right. Uh, well, that was three. So who's two for you? Two is Dr. Henry Wu. Same. Okay. Dr. Wu. So it's hard to describe him in the first couple movies as a villain. Um, but I think what's really villainy, villainry, vi- vi- villainous, villainous. villainous about him is his utter disregard for anything that isn't his research. Yeah, which I love. It's a great I love motivation. That. Yeah. I'm not I don't think I've been around a, around a lot of researchers, but if you've been around people that are single focused on their career or their work, yes. and they have kind of the blinders on and can't see anything outside of it, it, it is really powerful uh to have a character like that because for me it's it's I kind of see realistic. him as the only is the only character who's truly pure evil because his yeah. intentions there's no good intentions in any yeah, of them he wants like to he create. just he just wants to create play god basically yes yeah great character hope to see him more in dominion okay so uh number one. my number one is john hammond okay i think that uh so my number one is dennis nedry but so john um, hammond's number two and dennis nedry's number one but wow but uh, I, I guess I want to talk about Hammond first. Okay, let's talk about Hammond. Um, 
I think that your view of John Hammond is biased by the books. Yes. Yeah, I, because I recently read the books. They definitely... Because I don't think that in the first movie, specifically the movie, he is not exactly a villain so much as he is a surrealist. Yeah, surrealist. He's a more of a tragic figure, more of a yes. Shakespearean tragedy yes. where he has the best intentions, but he just cannot see right. what's happening around him. Yes, and then in the second movie, he he kind of has this epiphany. So he doesn't really play the villain. No, but we categorize him as a villain. I know. We talked about it in the podcast and everything. But I mean, I have him I have him at 4, so it's not like I No, and, and that makes it a good point that he's not a pure evil villain. There's he's super but his, complex. But that's why I love Jurassic but the, Park. But but his issue is and the reason why he's number 4 on my rankings is even though I don't view him as a villain necessarily, I do see that he is unwilling to ask difficult questions. Should we be doing this? Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay, so number one, Dennis Nedry. Wow. It, it doesn't happen without him. The whole thing falls and crumbles because of his actions. So, yes, uh, I love you that. You say the magic words. I really like that he's number one. Like, I kind of dig that. I wouldn't have, I, for some reason, I wasn't expecting it. But now that I look at our list, he is. I mean, he's just so selfish and yes. so stupid and just causes chaos. Yeah. And chaos. sets this, this whole thing off. Yep. Could have paid him better. Could have paid him better, John Should've Hammond. Should have just paid him more money. Should have paid him more money. But he was he's a problematic character. I don't think it mattered what you paid him. He would have found something or an issue with. All right, right. we're coming down to our last two ranking categories. Uh, this is going to be the toughest one. I, I mean, without a doubt, looking at all the categories, this one is going to be a challenge. It is the kid category. This is a Steven Spielberg franchise. He knows how to direct kids. He incorporates kids into the stories, and we have some mostly top-notch kids. So, I, yeah, so it's let, hard to let, parse yeah. these. So this is going to be hard. I think this. I, I'm going to preface my list is I made this list in the moment. I think every day the top three, if not four, probably would change. Probably yeah. top three would change at any at, at any day. Yeah. Dep if I watched the one that the movie that they yes. were in, they would go to number one. Probably. Yeah. No, I agree. So without further ado, uh my number my my uh seven. Yeah, my seven um is uh pick a Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> I pick Zach. Okay. Because Zach the older Mitchell brother is just He's actually nice. I, I just so stupid. Such um, a let's just talk about the Mitchell brothers. Okay. They are interchangeable. Seven and six, right? I mean, now some people like uh, the younger one. No, they right? don't. No, they uh, don't. They're wrong. They're really good at fixing cars. Uh, <laughs> this is just like the car that we fixed up with Dad. That wow. Summer. Some some writer had. They're like, we need to justify them being, being able to yes. fix this car, and yep. you're like. Uh, just let them say this was exactly what they did with their grandpa. It's just so. it, that that line, their characters take you out of it again. Yeah. Not their fault, but not their fault. is their problem. Yeah, but it's and especially when you're looking at the rest of the list. It's it is six. We're gonna have seven and six are the Mitchell brothers, and then there is a Grand Canyon gap. Yes, until we get to this is the like next one. We, so another sports analogy for Here our podcast. Go. Okay, ready? Here we go. So this is like when you're watching college football and they come up with the rankings and you know you've got 
so right now Michigan and Michigan State are in the top ten. You've got you know Cincinnati's in the top at the time 10, of recording. At the time of recording, <laughs> uh, you've got you know Iowa's in the top ten. You got these teams in the top ten, and then the top one and two teams. I don't think the uh, the top the number one team in the country now is Georgia. Yeah. And then it would have been Alabama too. They lost a couple of weeks ago, but but everyone who watches college football agrees that all these other teams are playing for third place. It's exactly. really Georgia and Alabama are the two best teams. It's like these kids. The exactly. Mitchells had no had no had no had no chance. Yeah, they, they they're it's it's they're just happy to be on the list at yeah. this point. They're happy they to be in the top ten. I think that's a great analogy. There's a wide gap, and. Uh, you know, in a list of seven, they're in danger of falling out of the top ten on this list. <laughs> we, yeah, like we had to make extra places. Depending on how many that. children are in Dominion. That's true. That's true. <laughs> that's true. They could, very, they could very well be knocked out of the top ten. All right, let's just get going. Yep. Who's your five? Uh, Tim. Tim is your five. Yep. Uh, Lex is my five. Okay, Lex is my four. Uh, okay, so uh, we, do, we do Lex... I love Lex. I think that she, I, I, my personally, I believe that the performance by Lex, is, by the by the actress who played Lex is Lex is better than Tim, and I think that that's somewhat age related. But I also think that it's also just kind of really cool that it, it goes along this pathway of Jurassic Park and in the Lost World being very. Uh, the the feminist theme of yes. it. Yes. Yep. So strong yeah. performance from her. Again, I, I would rotate these two at any moment. Yep. They're so good and they're so good together. The only reason I have Tim slightly higher is after rewatching and doing this podcast, I go back to that scene where he he throws up when he's in the tree mm. in the car and he's embarrassed about him throwing up. I love that. It has nothing to do with that. I mean, the actor did a good job, but it has, it's more about the direction of Steven Spielberg to include that. I just, yeah, I, that's I'll, one of been one of my favorite parts of this franchise is that moment is so genuine and so ki- like it is perfect. so from the eyes of a kid. Cause that's what a kid feels like. I'm embarrassed cause I threw up on myself, not because I'm being attacked by T-Rex. I, you know, and I love Tim too. The role that he plays in the movie um, which is ready for this very deep thought. The role that Tim actually plays in the movie is he symbolizes what Dr. Grant is actually afraid of. Dr. Grant is not afraid of dinosaurs. He's afraid of children. And that's why he doesn't have any. Exactly. You're right. You're right. Ooh, that's, that's yeah. And he's the one that really helped curb that. Yes. Both the kids are too, yeah. but yeah, great characters. All right. Who's your number three, Eric, same here. Okay. Love Eric. I love him. Oh man, he's so good. Uh, there is there is so much to say about Eric as what he could have been. So resourceful. I want to watch the six weeks of Eric on the island. Yes. Now here's the thing that was with brought, Bear that's been brought up with Bear Girls has been brought. Yeah, it's Survivor Man with Eric has been brought up. I don't believe in this theory, but it's the interesting uh, thought exercise of plot. Do you think? Eric left his mom's boyfriend in the tree alive or dead. So did Eric, when they landed, did he get out of the parachute and just run away and leave him there? Or was he already injured or hurt? Or was it a moment of like the T-Rexes, the T-Rex came or another uh, dinosaur came? I'm guessing that what happened was when the parachute landed in the tree, that 
er that the elder that the the adult um was hit in the face with a branch yeah and so was either knocked unconscious or had some internal bleeding um or he was kind of covering eric as they were hitting the tree to protect eric and that's why eric kind of escapes this as he was protected but this guy got beat got the crap beat out of him by this tree so. yeah i think that's what from what the behind the scenes say that's kind of what their idea was because he because when they saw the dead body it wasn't like it was torn apart by a dinosaur but he, he probably right. died in impact uh, but it's just an interesting thought exercise because that would make uh, eric a little bit more of a uh darker ca yeah. character if he's like this is my chance to get away from this guy <laughs> i never liked this guy yeah, dating my mom uh but, so but yeah it's he's a great character eric i love him so going forward i think this is this is where it gets really tricky i think i mean the the top five is tricky in in general and you couldn't go wrong with putting any of those previous three that we just talked about higher on the list yep but my number two is kelly curtis same which is means Maisie Lockwood is our number one. That's right. So our, we had the same top three. We were on the same page. And I think that's because of this podcast. Yes, I think, I think so. I think we've talked about the idea of Maisie as a character, as an actor. It just was amazing. Just yeah. was amazing. Definitely the best actress out of all of them. Strongest she performance. She had yep. the strongest performance. So we that's why I had Which to Which is give saying it to something her. because Kelly Curtis's awesome. The performance by that actress was incredible. Amazing. I love Kelly. I love the dynamic with her and Ian. The, giving Ian more of that grounded, less of a playboy like right. rock star, and more of a he's responsible for more than just himself. Yeah, trauma stricken father, and their banter back and forth, um, her confidence, but also her fear uh, adds stakes to all those adults because Kelly's there, so there's more that they have to yeah. worry about, and her gymnast skills. Uh, yes, her gymnast but skills I, amazing. I think I do have one issue with Maisie. And that's her decision. Her to last let, name. Yeah. No, her decision to let all the dinosaurs go for go at the end instead of killing them. Um, and I just disagree with the um, environmental. So this is like this is like goes beyond to like my meta opinion on genetic engineering and bringing back extinct species. So like there's so personally, if a species goes extinct that isn't because of humans we should not be genetically engineering to bring it back. So like my opinion, yeah, yeah. my opinion was Maisie, do not let these animals go. Like they don't deserve a second chance. Nature decided that, yeah, that you're very much on time the Ian Malcolm. So that was my big issue with her. And I remember when I watched the movie for the first time, Luke, I walked away from that moment. Like, I'm like, this is ridiculous. Nobody in their right mind would choose to do that. But I like it. I, I disagree with the choice as a, of actual choice, but from the character standpoint, we don't know how she was made. Yes, that's true. So if you look at it from her, from yeah, her, this is me. Yeah. Lizard brain. No <laughs> pun intended. She's made just like these animals and could be made in the same way in processes. So in some ways she is the same creature as these dinosaurs because she's created from nothing. Yeah. I understand that. I just yeah yeah it's annoying because it's like really really you would do that right like and yeah. it's and it's without a doubt how many more, more people need to die it's the more evil choice so is she gonna be a villain mm -hmm. she could be she might, we might I have think to move that her. I I do I am 
I mean, a movie Dominion without a Maisie Lockwood is she's going to be in it. So, but again, it's going to be tough to see how they develop her character. Is she going to yeah. be good? She could be a villain. We don't know. Maybe she can mind control all the dinosaurs. Maybe that's the whole point. And oh, she has okay. she can be the supreme leader without the having the supreme. Uh, well, she could control the raptors without having to do the <laughs> hand signals. <laughs> this. <laughs> I imagine Barry's in the background, like actually doing like real like the real stuff. Calls yeah. And then always oh, Brady's like, You know me. You, you love know me. me. Don't leave me. I love you. Have my kid. What? Um, so. Raptor tears. I love you. Okay, on to our last category. Wow, Michael. This is this, this been, is huge. Wow. I I'm I'm just happy. This I'm is anxious great. about this. This has been really fun. This has been fun to, to go on this journey together uh, of ranking all of these specific categories. I feel like there's probably a lot more that we could have done. So if you have any suggestions of other things we let can us rank, know. please let us know because we are definitely willing to do. Uh, oh, we uh, never. Luke. Did we miss one? We missed a category. Which one? Cars. There's not enough cars. I, I just I, like it's pretty. They're one of the, the cars are one of the main characters. We don't have to do it now. It can be a bonus thing that we do. Maybe some we other do it time. online, or yeah. we'll maybe we'll do it at the start of the next episode. Yeah, how about we, that? for our live episode? We'll do it. We'll do it. There you go. So you're gonna have to <laughs> yeah keep listening and subscribing so we can justify a live episode in Chicago or something like that. Okay, uh, let's do um, our favorite films, and I'm gonna pull, bring in some music here uh, just to kind of set us up as we as we ride off into the sunset. Okay, Michael, uh, it is is it is it my start now? Yes, it's your category. Oh my gosh! Uh, I think number five is gonna. Oh, it's Jurassic World. Wow. Okay, my number five is Fallen Kingdom. All right, my number four is Fallen Kingdom. So, Fallen Kingdom. I think we've said everything we need to say about it. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, uh, what is? Oh my, my number three, right? Yes. My number three is. Wait, have I said my number four? You say you're number four. Jurassic Park 3. <sighs> my three is Jurassic Park 3, so Jurassic Park 3. And then uh, what is your... Am I starting number two for me is uh, Lost yeah, World. Yeah. Uh, my number... Th- well, well, I haven't said my number three yet, oh, which so is Jurassic three. World. Okay. So Jurassic we're talking Jurassic World is three. three. Yep. And then I did Lost World. Yeah, you're doing my, my number two is Lost World. I almost put Lost World as number one. I, but I, I did that had so a feeling. Many, I did my... that so many times already that I I just felt like it wasn't, you know, it wasn't necessary. So, our top five uh, of all the movies: number five, Fallen Kingdom; number four, Jurassic Park; three, number three, Jurassic World; number two, Lost World; number one, Jurassic Park. And I could, I mean, honestly, any given day, I could put, I could swap Jurassic World and. Um, uh, Jurassic Park three in my in yeah, my own I, personal rankings. I had I had a higher uh, because I've just appreciated that movie a lot more. Um, but I think this is probably universal. If really? Wow. Yeah. Pun intended. I mean, um, <laughs> so I think certainly that, in terms of box office. Yeah, I think this is probably uh, box office, and if you're going to take the majority of folk kind of ranking these this is probably where it's going to line up. Yeah. Now I've appreciated a lot lost world a lot more. I've pre- appreciated Jurassic park three a lot more. Uh, but when it comes down to, it, I think this is probably 
pretty accurate. Now, let's let's just do a little future casting before we wrap up. Where do you think Dominion's going to fit into this? Well, based on how the last three movies have gone, they are in totally different directions. Yeah. Um, and I'm really... It, it doesn't look... It looks like we're done with islands altogether. Yeah. Which I think... Oh, I don't know. Whatever. But I don't know. I'm really... I'm worried about it, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. Because I, I'm, I'm worried about how they're going to use this new plot device which is very clearly set up dinosaurs are part of the real world are they going to like you said is the opening scene going to be somebody hunting or is it going to be a raptor bagging groceries or something you know <laughs> blue blue working out of the grocery line yeah i i think there's a lot of fear because there's so much plot put in this movie uh it, rem it does really remind me of the new star wars movies where they had so much to do in the third movie that Although it was entertaining and fun to see in the mo in the movie theater, the plot was kind of a mess. I think that's exactly what's going to happen in in this film. But that doesn't mean it's going to be good. That doesn't mean it's not going to be entertaining and fun. I think it's going to we're going to see this nuzzled up to Jurassic World, if not better, for the fact that it has the Trinity. I guy. think it could start. I I don't think that's a high bar to clear. Yeah, is being better than Jurassic World. No, I'm excited about it. I think it'd be good. I'm very excited. A trailer would be great. It would help us yeah, understand yeah, it a little bit yeah, more. Yeah. To see where they're going and how they're going to use the characters. We never, we should have gone to IMAX and watched the. Yeah. We're, we're really, again, to use James Bonding, we're lovers, not experts. You know, we're, we're not getting paid to talk about Jurassic Park. We're, we're loving it. But we're also not, like, we're, no one paid for our ticket to see Fast 55 or whatever it was in. <laughs> If it was in a different film, I probably would have been enjoyed to see it. But we know enough about what that was where it wasn't giving any plot away. Yeah. So, well, Mike, this was fun. It was uh, fun. Thank you, listeners, for, for sticking with us for our, our rankings episode. Up next, we got some more stuff, probably book episode, maybe a couple of other special guests uh, as we get closer and closer to the holiday season and hopefully a trailer. I was contacted by Ian Malcolm's People. people not Ian Malcolm sorry Jeff Goldblum's people um they did send a message back they said stop contacting us we don't want to do we this. don't want to do this we will pay you to stop yeah. talking <laughs> emailing us well Mike this is fun thank you sir yep thank you Luke appreciate the lunchtime <laughs> doing it over lunch we'll be back You see, you see.